your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 677 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And we got a lot to do today. Uh, The Rangers announcing the latest two uh, batches of training camp cuts. So we're going to talk about uh, the players that will not be making the New York Rangers out of training camp, namely Brian Othman and Will Cooley. Uh, Not too many surprises in these groups. I mean, everybody in these two groups at best was a roster long shot, but we'll talk about that at the end of today's episode. I want to start today by talking about what was a really nice 2-1 to victory against the New Jersey Devils on the road. And, you know, the uh, obvious thing to say here is that, yeah, it's the preseason and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? I'm still really thankful and very happy that the Rangers, after a really poor performance on uh, Thursday against the Devils, came right back uh, a night later and really took it to them. Uh, they won the game 2-1. to one. It's a game that they probably should have won by more goals than they did. Uh, the only reason they didn't was basically Mackenzie Blackwood because I thought, for the most part, the Rangers completely dominated this game. And, you know, I mean, the Devils had... A little bit of a push, I would say, at the start of the second period. But besides that, I thought the Rangers were absolutely skating circles around the Devils. It was basically just a complete 180 from the night prior. Uh, It should also be mentioned that, you know, yeah, there weren't a lot of the same players for the Rangers from one night to the next night. I think the only four players that played in both these games were Gauthier, Ridal, Hedl, and Barkowski. But something that I always talk about on this show, and it's one of the most likable traits about this New York Ranger team is the way they respond to losses, the way they respond to tough performances. And we saw that here. And again, I realize a lot of different players from one night to the next, but it's never too early to start establishing that tone. And, you know, as far as the preseason record, the Rangers now stand at 2-1-1. One, and one. and yeah, we could talk about how these games are meaningless and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But bottom line, you know, I want to see the Rangers get a win here. I didn't want to see the Rangers lose three straight games preseason or no preseason. And I would say of the four games that they've played in the preseason, uh, this was their best performance to date. I mean, you could maybe look at the Islanders and say, well, you know, the Rangers completely dominated the Islanders on that night. But for me, this is more impressive because they had to come from behind. You know, the Devils scored first in this game. And it was a game where the Rangers deserved to be winning by more than they were, like I already mentioned. And so the fact that you hang in there and you stick with your game and you play tough and you hang on to a one-goal lead late in the game, to me, I don't know. This is the more gratifying of the two wins that the Rangers have had in the preseason. Like I said, the best overall performance. It was a very rare occurrence in this game where the Rangers had a shift where there wasn't at least one or two positive things that you could take away from it. You know, either a big hit, a long possession in the offensive zone, a good shot, a nice save, a really crisp pass, winning a board battle, whatever it might be. It was just one of those nights where it felt like something good was happening every single shift for this New York Ranger team. I thought pretty much everybody played well. And again, just stark contrast to the night before. There's a lot of guys that I thought really kind of you know improved their standing and improved maybe their chances of making this New York Ranger team. Uh, certainly, I don't think anybody really hurt their chances. And of course, the other big news from this game is that it was the first game of the preseason for both Barclay Goodrow 
and Artemi Panarin. Uh, you had Panarin out there with Hedl and Kravtsov. Vincent Trocek was held out of the lineup. He was feeling a little bit under the weather, and obviously, look, it's the preseason. There's no real need to uh, force anything. At some point, like I was talking about in a prior episode, I would like to see Panarin and Trocek and Kravtsov all on the ice at the same time on the same line, if that indeed is going to be the Rangers' second line to start the season. And so far, the Rangers have given every indication that it indeed will be. So eventually, you know, two preseason games left. I'd like to see that trio out there uh, doing some work together. Uh, besides the Panarin line, we also had a line of Goodrow centering Brodzinski and VZ. VZ continues to, you know, help his chances of making this team. And we'll dive into that in just a second here. Uh, you had a line of Ridal centering Hunt on his left wing, Gautier on his right wing. This line was really good, especially in the second half of the game. Uh, Dryden Hunt was singled out by Gallant a few days ago as somebody who has really impressed during training camp, really stood out in a positive way. And uh, all three of these guys, you know, Ridal, Hunt, and Gautier, all three of them, it's interesting because, you know, they had a really nice night together, and all three of these guys know that they're fighting for a spot in the opening night roster, and I would say all three of them fighting something of, of an uphill battle. And the other interesting thing about it is these three players— Ridal, Hunt, and Gautier, they're all competing against each other, but maybe that galvanized them a little bit. They all played very, very well together in this game. A couple of scoring chances. Didn't really get the chance to finish, although uh, I believe Ridal had an assist in this game. And like I said, we'll get into the goals and all that fun stuff in a second. But I was really impressed by these guys. A lot of scoring opportunities, a lot of ozone possession time, and some physical play as well. Uh, Julian Gautier is somebody who... You know, I feel like a lot of us were all just kind of waiting to hear the news that he's been traded for a mid-round draft pick, and that may still well happen. Um, but I will say, you know, in this preseason here, if nothing else, he's not throwing in the towel. He's not giving up on himself, and he's at least going to uh, make it a difficult decision for the Rangers to, you know, hold him out of the uh, the opening night lineup or to, you know, trade him, whatever it might be. He's not going to make it easy on the Rangers. He's he's still got, you know, he's still in this fight, so to speak, and playing a little bit more physical, I think, than we're used to seeing from Julian Gauthier. And that might be self-preservation where he realizes that, you know, if he's in this lineup, could be on the third line, maybe on the fourth line, he's got to, you know, bring more to the table than just uh, scoring ability. The, the problem is, in theory, Gauthier has scoring ability, but once again, he just cannot finish his opportunities. We saw a lot of that in this game as well. So we'll see how it all shakes out with Julian Gauthier. Thought he had a really nice night, as did this entire line. The only thing for Gauthier, and it's what has been his Achilles pretty much ever since he's come into the NHL, is he cannot finish his scoring opportunities. But anyway, you got a fourth line then of uh, Carpenter, Reeves, and Cooley. Good night for these guys as well. They stood out to me kind of early in this game. Uh, tough on the boards, winning some puck battles to keep some offensive zone possessions alive. And uh, Will Cooley is not going to be making this team. We know that now. This uh, will turn out to be his last appearance of the preseason for the Rangers, but a solid night for these guys as well. I was keeping an eye on Barclay Goodrow for a good chunk of the night as well. I uh, thought he looked good in the first period. A strong shot from the high slot area. It was turned aside in the first period. Uh, later in this shift, same shift, he passed from behind the net in front to Johnny Brodzinski. Brodzinski, too, was denied. But Barclay Goodrow uh, looking good for his first game back and obviously shaking off that injury that he played with in the playoffs uh, this past year. And, you know, again, the, the big theme for me for this one is that a lot of guys really helped their chances. A lot of guys played with desperation and had the look of players that, man, I'm fighting for my life here. I'm fighting tooth and nail to get a spot on that opening night roster. And we'll see how it all shakes out. Like I said, uh, we're going to get into all the details of this game in just a second. We're just scratching the surface. You're going to kind of just go through the game period by period. And then I'm also going to have some closing thoughts on uh, Brand Offman and Will Cooley, neither of whom will be making the Rangers uh, on opening night. 
And we'll get to all that good stuff in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. As Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not at home or you can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary, advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into some of the highlights from this game. I thought the Rangers, they looked better in the first five minutes of this game than they did the entire previous game, and that kind of set the tone for how they were going to play uh, overall on this night here against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, you had in the first couple of minutes, Panarin made a really nice cross-ice pass to Krausoff. Just a beautiful pass through a really tight window. Panarin finds passing lanes that you just don't even realize exist, but he can really thread the needle there. Got it to Krausoff. Krausoff had an opportunity. Unfortunately, his shot deflected out of play. But the more run that these two get together in the preseason and in training camp, the better. Because again, it's certainly looking like uh, Panarin and Krausoff are going to be on that second line together. Panarin has kind of taken him under his wing. Seems to have taken a liking to Krausoff overall. You got to figure they're going to be out there with Vincent Trocek. I can't imagine they would do anything there. And, uh, you know, the, the kid line's going to be together, and Mika's going to be on the top line. So by default, you know, you got to figure Vincent Trocek will be centering the second line. Uh, something else that also I noticed early in this game, Jimmy Vizi with an early big hit in on the forecheck. And Vizi, you know, it's funny because there I was on Twitter, and I saw a tweet. I don't remember who it was from. I don't have the tweet in front of me, so I'm going to be paraphrasing here a little bit. But somebody said something along the lines of, you know, of all the Rangers— to have a really strong preseason, Jimmy Vesey is the one that excites me the least. And I get where those sentiments come from. I understand because, you know, you think about Jimmy Vesey, I mean, at this point, he's somebody that's fallen well short of career expectations, highly coveted player coming out of, the, out of uh, college, and just hasn't really worked out. He's just kind of bounced from team to team to team, and he's had to kind of reinvent himself as, you know, a more uh, tough bottom six forward as opposed to, you know, a, a dynamic scorer that would play on the top six. So I get where that idea comes from, because if Jimmy Vesey plays well and he makes his team, well, that's one less spot for a prospect or, you know, somebody with a little bit more upside than a Jimmy Vesey. But, you know, I can't bring it within me to root against one of our guys. You know, I mean, if Jimmy Vesey is going to come in here and he's going to play as well as he had contributing on the score sheet and also playing very well in this game, he had a game-saving play that we'll talk about in just a second uh, in the last, you know, 20 seconds or so of this game. 
But, you know, he's in here on a PTO. He's fighting his tail off to earn a spot on this roster. I think you have to respect that. And I also get the feeling, and again, we'll talk more about Offman and Cooley toward the end of today's episode. I get the feeling like if anybody's looking at Jimmy Vesey and thinking, oh man, he's the reason why, you know, Offman's not here. He's the reason why Cooley isn't here. I get the feeling that the Rangers probably were going to not have either of them make the opening night roster anyway. I get the feeling that that decision has already been made behind the scenes. Maybe it's a situation where, you know, the Rangers look at some of their other young forwards who debuted when they were very, very young. And, you know, in a lot of cases, those guys haven't quite met expectations yet. Uh, Lafreniere feels like he's on the verge of a breakthrough, but he didn't give you as much as you would have expected over his first two seasons. Uh, Kako, same thing for his first three seasons. Even Heedle. You know, has really battled some streakiness and uh, really came alive in the playoffs last year, but he's fallen short out of as far as you know career expectations are concerned. Uh, and then you can look at Leah Sanderson, who was a disaster, and then you can look at Kravtsov, and we know everything that's happened there. So uh, I get the feeling with Offman and Cooley, they're just erring on the side of caution before they put them in the NHL and uh, really take the training wheels off. Again, I'll have more thoughts on that their decision to do that in a little bit here, but I don't think that the IR should be... If you're mad at the Rangers for not having uh, Cooley or Offman on the team, that's fine. But I don't think Jimmy Vesey is necessarily the reason why. And again, if he can come in here and make, you know, basically the league minimum, and he can be, a, you know, a strong player on the bottom six, then that's a good thing for the Rangers. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, this is bad because, you know, this, that, and the other thing. This player can't play here and that player can't play there. If Vizi comes in and over-delivers, and keep in mind, this guy was a highly coveted player coming out of college, so maybe uh, the Rangers can unlock something. I mean, you know, he is 29 years old now, so he'd be a heck of a late bloomer if he comes in and has a career season. But the best seasons of his career did indeed happen with the New York Rangers. He seems happy to be back. Maybe this works out in a nice way for the Rangers. Uh, only time will tell there. But... You know, again, uh, I'm rooting for VZ. If he does everything he can to make the team, then he will have earned it because the Rangers, they don't give out. This isn't a charity case. They don't just give starting spots to players uh, like the New York Yankees do. Sorry, I just can't help myself every now and then with that. Um, but anyway, uh, rest of the first period here, yeah, the Rangers buzzing, looking dangerous. You had Ryan Reeves with a couple of chances in deep. Uh, Blackwood basically smothered his scoring opportunity right there on the doorstep. It was set up by a, a really nice pass from Will Cooley out of the corner, Cooley in front to Reeves. Uh, you had Johnny Brodzinski getting a couple of chances, put the puck just wide uh, a couple of times. Uh, another chance for Vitaly Krasov. He receives a pass at the blue line, basically just explodes toward the net. I mean, he looked fast on this, uh, had a nifty move as he was, you know, gaining the blue line there, put it just wide uh, of the net. And then uh, another chance for uh, the, the Gautier-Hunt-Ridal line. Gautier with a centering pass to Hunt, and uh, Blackwood knocks it aside. So, again, Rangers absolutely buzzing in this first period. More uh, scoring opportunities than I can possibly count here. Uh, but one other play that I wanted to highlight as far as the first period is concerned, a play that Zach Jones made as he, you know, continues to hopefully, what I would say, strengthen his hold on the number six defenseman spot or, or maybe just, you know, inch his way in front of Libor Hayek because I do think it could be and probably should be and hopefully will be Zach Jones out there on opening night over Hayek. But there was a breakaway opportunity uh, for the Devils, and Jones basically caught up and poked the puck out of harm's way. So a really nice defensive play by Zach Jones there. And he's somebody that is known at least a little bit as an offensive defenseman. So to see him make a play like this, I thought was uh, certainly a positive thing. And then uh, the Rangers, toward the end of the first period, Julian Gauthier draws a hooking penalty. And that goes back to what I was saying, that Gauthier was very active in this game, was all over the ice, uh, played very well. It's just the same thing 
continues to plague him that's always plagued him, and that's the simple fact that this guy cannot finish a scoring opportunity. But we're going to continue talking about everything that happened in this game uh, in just a second here. And we will also break down, uh, you know, the uh, the training camp cuts that the Rangers announced over these past couple of days here. Down to just 28 players uh, left in camp, and there's two preseason games left, so uh, it's down to the nitty-gritty here, and the battle is on as far as, uh, you know, roster spots and, um, you know, spots on the power play, spots on the penalty kill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, like I said, we're going to get to all that in just a second. All right, so we'll continue uh, breaking down this game here, this 2-1 to one win for the Rangers, and I figure uh, we'll go to the second period here. We'll talk about uh, the lone goal that the Devils scored. It was basically set up by a uh, missed pass. It's funny because, you know, the Devils got an opportunity, and then uh, a great play by Zach Jones nullified that opportunity, and then the Devils got another chance just a couple of seconds later, and they ended up scoring. But basically what happened, you've got a cross-ice pass that was behind Braden Schneider, you know, he was looking to uh, receive the pass and basically skate out of the zone with it, but it was behind him. And then Zach Jones got back, made an excellent play to break up a scoring opportunity. There was a very quick developing two-on-one for the Devils, and Jones went down into a sliding position on his stomach, uh, reached out with his stick, and, um, you know, was able to block the pass. Seconds later, though, you know, the Devils get it back, and uh, Jack Hughes uh, basically just circled around along the boards and came back into the right circle with the puck and just ripped a heck of a wrist shot over the right shoulder of Louis Deming, who started this game. And uh, that made the score one to nothing. Devils early in the second period here. Rangers right after this, the shift right after this. And I love this because I've been saying for years that I think the Rangers need to be a little bit sharper on the shift that follows a goal. They were very sharp here. Uh, the Rangers got a scoring chance basically right after the puck dropped. Heedle put it just wide of the net. Uh, went back the other way. And then Louis Deming, a really nice right pad save, probably his best stop of the night. And, uh, you know, just, just a really good save here. I should also mention, uh, you know, the Rangers are trimming, trimming excuse me, their training camp roster. Uh, Louis Deming, Tim Gettinger, and Andy Walensky were all placed on waivers. They all have to clear waivers in order to be assigned back to the Hartford Wolfpack. And as of this recording, it seems like all of them have done that. Uh, Deming was placed on waivers, it looks like, a day after both Gettinger and Walensky. But I don't think anybody has claimed him. I don't know if the, the window is still open there, but I wouldn't imagine anybody would uh, use a waiver claim on Louis Deming, and Deming will probably head to the Hartford Wolfpack and uh, you know get a good bulk of the starts there. So we'll see how that you know all shakes out. But uh, Louis Deming, you know he is what he is. He's a journeyman, and I think as far as like organizational depth and essentially a third string goalie, uh, he's fine as long as you don't have any higher expectations than what I just said. You should be good with Louis Deming. Uh, Filipino continues to. Impressed. I, I thought he was really good in this game. He brought the puck over the blue line, drove to the net up the right side, made a spin move, really nice spin move, kind of, you know, faked out the defenseman and took a backhand shot that was turned aside by Blackwood. And then the Rangers get a power play opportunity. And it's always interesting to see, you know, who's on the top unit or really any unit in these preseason games when the Rangers don't have all their guys. But the Rangers rolled with a top power play unit of Goudreau, Panarin, Hedl, Kravtsov, and Truba. Another couple of chances for uh, for Philip Hedl during this power play here. I uh, he had Panarin. He sold a shot really well, made everybody think he was shooting. Everybody kind of gravitated toward him. And then he passed to his left to Hedl. Unfortunately, the puck kind of hopped over Hedl's stick. Otherwise, this is very likely going to end up in the net. Just a beautiful pass. And then we have another pretty eventful shift for Julian Gauthier. He steals the puck in the attacking zone. He's all in alone. And you're not going to believe this, but he did not score on this opportunity. And then later in the same shift, uh, he ends up with another golden opportunity. This time, it's Hunt with a really nice saucer pass on a two-on-one to Gautier. Gautier 
tries the one-timer, but Blackwood slides over, catches it right in the breadbasket, and once again, Julian Gauthier uh, cannot finish his opportunities. But as I was saying earlier in the episode, he did everything right other than finish his chances. He's not going down without a fight as it pertains to uh, you know being out there on opening night. Uh, we've also got Yaroslav Halak entering the game in the second period, and uh, he was awesome. He was awesome in the uh, previous preseason game that he played for the Rangers. This time, he steps in there, and he ends up uh, stopping every shot that he faced. He stopped 15 out of 15 shots and helped the Rangers uh, preserve their eventual one-goal lead. So that was really nice to see. And, uh, you know, as I said in the preseason, when I was looking at all the different, you know, free agent goalies and the guys that would realistically come in with, on the Rangers and accept a backup role and not really eat up too much of the salary cap. Yaroslav Halak was my guy. He was my top choice. Uh, if I end up being wrong about this, you guys can all yell at me. I mean, I know that we're used to rooting against him because he played all those years with the Islanders, a couple of years with the Bruins, but I do think this is a really nice under-the-radar pickup for the Rangers. I think he's going to do a nice job uh, whenever he has to spell Igor Shesterkin. Uh, as far as the third period is concerned, the Rangers tie the game on a goal by Artemi Panarin, and it's the kind of goal, you watch the Breadman score from this spot on the ice, you watch the way he just picked the, the corner of the net, the top left corner, and you know went over the right shoulder of Blackwood, and it's the kind of goal where we watch it, I think at least most of us, we watch this goal, and we just think like, man, Panarin needs to shoot a little bit more. He's an outstanding passer, we all know that, we know that he's very selfless, he wants to set up his teammates for some goals, but every now and then, Artemi Panarin just needs to pull the trigger, as he did in Game 7 of overtime last year against the Penguins. I mean, imagine if instead of shooting there, he tried to force a pass through some traffic, the Penguins clear it, and overtime continues there, and who the, who the hell even knows what happens uh, at that point. But yeah, I mean, Panarin, again, just an outstanding shot. It was set up uh, Vitaly Krasov to Braden Schneider. Schneider's got the puck along the boards on the right side, and he really made an awesome pass on this play. You know, Braden Schneider, we think of him as like, you know, this old school, gritty, uh, tough defenseman, and he is, but he's also got some offensive skills. You know, check his numbers in junior hockey. This guy will rack up some assists and uh, chipped in offensively every once in a while with the Rangers this past season. But this is a phenomenal pass straight across the ice to Panarin. Panarin's got the puck in the left faceoff circle just inside the dot. Takes his time, really kind of lines up his shot, and just snipes, and he scores short side. So we are one-to-one at that point with four minutes, uh, or excuse me, four minutes into the third period. And then we have Keandre Miller scoring what turned out to be the game-winning goal for the New York Rangers. You've got Ridal passing to Hunt, Hunt back to Miller, and, uh, you know, Miller takes a shot from the blue line. I mean, not, not really the blue line. He received the pass at the blue line, moved in a little bit, and then he took his shot. But... It took at least one deflection off of a devil, and it goes into the net with about eight minutes and change remaining, and that goal indeed made the score 2-1 to one for the Rangers. And again, that line was really, really good for the Rangers, especially in the third period. Ridal, Hunt, and Gautier, these are guys that look desperate to try to scratch and claw their way onto this opening night roster. We'll see how it all shakes out for them. Uh, but, you know, again, you know, this line scored here, and they had a couple of really good chances on their following shift as well. Uh, Hunt with another centering pass for Gautier. Gautier has it on the doorstep, and he does not score. Honestly, looking through my notes here, this happened even more times than I remembered. How, how close Gautier came to scoring, and even Hunt a couple of times as well. The two of them seem to be uh, kind of clicking during this night as well, but uh, just never happened. Uh, what I thought was pretty telling, though, you know, the Gautier, Hunt, and Ridal line was on the ice, and there was a play stoppage here. And obviously, you know, you get the TV timeouts every now and then. They left that line out there for another shift. So obviously, I wasn't the only one that was impressed by what this trio was doing in this game. Uh, they stayed out there about five minutes or so left in the game when this was happening. And then we had uh, 
Vitaly Kravtsov making a nice play on the forecheck. I would say out of all the Rangers uh, basically in camp, he's gotten the most mixed reviews as far as the fans are concerned. You know, I think he's done all right. I don't know that we've seen, you know, the dynamic, skilled forward that we're all hoping that Vitaly Kravtsov will be, but I think he's done, you know, a decent job so far. He actually made a couple of good defensive plays earlier in the preseason, a different game, and a couple of chances here and there, but I don't think we've seen the best of Vitaly Kravtsov yet, but a good play here. He was in on the forecheck, and he uh, picked the pocket of Graves, and, you know, he's got the puck behind the devil's net. The only problem is that he had nobody to pass to. The Rangers were going for a change at this time, and if you look at just the camera shot, uh, it was nothing but Kravtsov and a bunch of devils. So Kravtsov tried to play the puck in front of the net, but unfortunately there was nobody there. Uh, I'm sure by then, you know, his his teammates were jumping onto the ice and maybe trying to get into the offensive zone, but, uh, you know, they couldn't get there in time, and devils take control of the puck. And then the Rangers are up 2-1 to one with 2.18 remaining. Uh, the Devils have an offensive zone faceoff forthcoming. They decide to pull Blackwood before the faceoff. Uh, Goudreau is out there. He loses the faceoff. He's out there also with uh, Tenorti, VZ, Brodzinski, and Barkowski. So giving all those players an opportunity to try to protect a one-goal lead. Unfortunately, Jared Tenorti takes a penalty with 2.02 remaining, just a blatant cross-check in the crease. So uh, Jared Tenorti, whatever small chances he had of making... The Ranger opening night roster, he they probably all just evaporated with that one play. So just like that, you've now got a six on four for the final 202. And you have another faceoff. Carpenter loses the faceoff clean. You've got Carpenter out there with Goudreau, Miller, and Truba. Uh Yaroslav Halak, again, you know, he's very, very good in this game, very, very good in the preseason so far. He did a great job moving to his right. Uh, Jack Hughes was gonna get an opportunity from in deep. And, you know, watching it live, I thought that Halak had made the save. Uh, upon review, upon watching the replay, it looks like he didn't quite get a piece of it, and instead Hughes put it, you know, just a little bit wide of the post, and it caught the side of the net instead. But Halak was there, you know, even if uh, Hughes had put this on net, you know, right inside the post, Halak by that point closed everything off, and it wasn't going to get through him. So a really nice play by Halak there, and then uh, just a phenomenal play by Jimmy Vesey. Again, you know, he's really strengthening his case to uh, make this opening night roster. VZ basically just straight up dove, you know, he basically just laid out on the ice and, uh, you know, had he not done this and knocked the puck out of harm's way, there's a very good chance the Devils, uh, you know, you never know for sure, but they would have had a great opportunity to tie this game with about uh, 20 seconds or so remaining. Uh, VZ, like I said, you know, he saw the pass, he anticipated it, and he basically just dove forward, reached out his stick, knocked the puck away from the Devil, didn't allow the pass to be completed, Rangers eventually got the clear. And then uh, the Devils took an icing with three seconds remaining. So that pretty much sealed the deal right there. Uh, but again, another outstanding play by Jimmy Vesey. And, uh, you know, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, I think we're going to see Jimmy Vesey out there on opening night. I know there's some fans that may not be thrilled about that, but if he can play this way in the regular season, then he's going to help the Rangers win some games. He's, he's been very, very good uh, thus far in the preseason. And then one final stat that I must point out here before we call it a day. You know, we talked about how different it was the first game against the Devils versus the second game against the Devils here. In the first game, the Devils outshot the Rangers 36-17. to In the second game, which the Rangers, of course, won, the Rangers outshot the Devils 37-26. to And in the first period of that game, the Devils had just one shot on goal. So, uh, yeah, shots on goal, you know, it's a bit of a polarizing stat. Doesn't always tell you the story, but I think in the case of these two games, it certainly did. Uh, like I said, just night and day, one game to the next for the New York Rangers against this New Jersey Devil team. Uh, I figure we could pretty much call it there. I did want to quickly talk about Othman and Cooley, though. Uh, Brent Othman 
already heads back to the Flint Firebirds. He's already underway with the Flint Firebirds, and in his first game with them, he scored two goals because, of course, he did. He just put up stupid video game-like numbers with that team last season. And so for that reason, I and, you know, I'm sure some other Ranger fans as well was kind of hoping that Othman might force the Rangers' hand a little bit. He might give them something to think about. But it goes back to what I talked about earlier in this episode. I think the Rangers are going to err on the side of caution when it comes to somebody like a Brian Othman. And if anything, get him into the NHL a little bit too late rather than a little bit too early. I, I just think that's the way that they're going to look to do things. And Othman, by the way, for anybody wondering, you know, we keep talking about how he's ineligible to play for the Hartford Wolfpack. He's ineligible because he is a grand total of six days too young. That's just the way it is. And once again, he is now back with the Flint Firebirds. When Othman was cut, so too were Turner Ellison, Carl Henriksen, Patrick Kodarenko, Olaf Lindbaum, uh, Brandon Scanlon, and C.J. Smith. All those players go to the Hartford Wolfpack. As we mentioned, Othman goes to the Flint Firebirds. And Adam Edstrom was also cut. And uh, he goes to Rogel BK of the SHL. And then we also had our second batch of cuts as well. Uh, Will Cooley, the most notable. Also, Ty Emerson, Tim Gettinger, Lori Pahuniemi, and Andy Walensky. All of those players head to the Hartford Wolfpack. And with Cooley, uh, he's somebody that I get the feeling he might be, I mean, it depends. If if the Rangers are in a situation where they need a little bit of a spark and maybe somebody gets injured and they're going to be out long term, then I could see potentially Will Cooley being the first player that gets an opportunity for the New York Rangers. If they're in a situation where they just need a quick call up, somebody to fill in for maybe two or three games tops, then I could see it maybe being somebody like Johnny Brodzinski. All depends on who gets hurt and how long they're going to be out. But I would not be shocked to see Will Cooley uh, get his first taste of NHL action with the Rangers at some point this season. And obviously, you know, whether it's Cooley, Offman, or anybody else, any of the other Ranger prospects, we will track their progress throughout the season here on Locked on New York Rangers and give you guys an update uh, from time to time. But I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. Just a reminder for everybody that is in the Locked on New York Rangers Fantasy League, we've got our draft tonight. Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Very, very much looking forward to that. Just kind of winging it this year. Uh, we'll see how it all goes. But yeah, looking forward to talking to you guys and uh, having us all draft our teams. And then uh, as far as what's coming up on Lockdown Rangers, we're going to talk in the coming days here about, you know, the ongoing roster battles that are going on in training camp in these preseason games. Uh, the Rangers are going to be back in action against the Boston Bruins for their fifth out of six preseason games. That will be Wednesday at 7 o'clock. We're also going to be talking about you know, the alternate captaincies, because apparently this is a debate that is ongoing among the Ranger coaching staff. I figured they would just stick with the four guys that are remaining from last year, but it sounds like all options are at least being considered. So we'll talk about that as well. And uh, yeah, that'll pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.